Welcome, everybody. I'm glad you've joined us. My name is Ethan. And I'm Thomas. This is the Taraxicon Podcast, an informative podcast of Tarask Proportions. Today we're going to talk about Session Zero. Uh, and what is a Session Zero is just the first thing immediately that we're going to get right into. Yep, and yep. it's kind of a little bit self-explanatory, but that's okay. We'll hold your hand for a little bit here. Uh, a Session Zero is an agreed-upon time where everyone gets together to talk about their wants and expectations when they're about to play a... Uh, usually long uh, uh, series of sessions. Yeah. Uh, I guess for a short session, or is that what they're called? They're called, yeah, they're called short. Is that? Am I thinking of the right shot? thing? Yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, <laughs> you know, if you're doing a one shot, you can still have a session zero, but like, it's know. less needed. Um, less needed. Yeah. Well, you know, so what should you be bringing to a session zero? You know, probably a good positive, open mindset. Maybe something to write with. Uh, preferably with something already written on it, you know? Maybe an idea of, you know, uh, this is how I prefer to play the game, you know? I prefer more of a open, I like to talk with my friends and I'm here to be social. Or, you know, I want this to be the coolest uh, story-driven and roleplay-heavy campaign you know it's a great time to bring all that up to your dm and the rest of the people you're playing with so everybody can get onto the same page whoa bro it's just a session zero (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna show up and twiddle my thumbs for a little bit and not listen to anything they say Yeah, yeah and don't offer any input and just go with the flow and then at the end of the campaign when you're like this was very unmemorable and you'll know why or when you get kicked out for not respecting <laughs> something that you didn't know was like something you were a line you were supposed to cross, then it's like you know get fucked. So, uh, but you know when you're writing uh, on paper and stuff, I'm assuming you know you're in person. But if you're online, you know just any type of note taking thing you could pull up, whether it's like notes or Word document or Google Docs, or you're even on like foundry or roll 20 for example and there's a journal section you could, or a character sheet you know you can just type your shit up even on your phone yeah uh and obviously you're gonna want all of your players to be there for that session if it would be better that if someone's not gonna be there to either you know have notes for them or just reschedule and keep putting off the session until you have that session zero uh, and that's important because, you know, as I always say, communication is key to every relationship. And you are all here to have fun playing something together. And you need to know what is fun for the other person and what is not. Because that is going to help the improve the overall health of you, your friends, the relationship you're having with them as like this beautiful, happy friendship. Um <laughs> And stuff like that. Uh, and once you learn about them having, like, fun and stuff, it, it just, once again, helps you maximize the amount of fun you will have. Because, you know, once the boundaries kind of get set here, uh, it's very easy to not cross them, you know? It, yeah. Especially if someone's being vague, you can ask them to be, you know, more specific or more uh, clear. 
Yeah, there's less of a concern about things like metagaming and like, oh, I don't want to bring this up at the table because, you know, it's going to get in the way of the session tonight or, you know, that those types of things. You know, it's a great time to have all of that hashed out where everybody knows what's expected of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, as you said, maximizes fun, makes it good for everybody because everybody's voice and opinion gets to be heard and made a priority so thomas tell me or yeah ask me what makes a productive session zero what makes a productive session zero writing down notes now i know we harp on the notes thing quite a lot on the podcast we brought it up i think in just about every episode i mean to be fair human civilization didn't get where it's at today by not writing. <laughs> GD write. That's science, baby. Yeah, like what? You just thought everybody was... I mean, the Vikings. I think they said Vikings passed down their history. Like, it was oral history. Yeah, they just... Yeah. They spoke it. And uh, guess what? You don't, we don't fucking know shit about the Vikings anymore. Not, not so. that, but they had to have people that the, their entire job was to just memorize stories. Yeah, the lore keeper. Yeah, like. so... <laughs> You know, if you're not intending to be the lore keeper for everybody, everybody needs to be taking notes. Um, Speaking of everybody, you know, you should always do the thing and be kind, rewind, uh, 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 be nice to everybody at the table, you know, let everybody talk. Was that a, was that like a uh... blockbuster reference right there? Oh, okay. Yep. I was about to say, like, was that a um, like junior high school, like, uh, what are, what are, what do those people call the the drug people? <laughs> the dare people. Dare people, yeah. yeah, like the dare program, where it's like, don't be mean, be kind, and rewind. <laughs> it's like that's what I thought you were talking. About. I, I I miss Blockbuster, but fuck, I don't remember that shit. Yeah, it was, you'd order, you know, you get your VHS, and then before you bring it back, oh, you're supposed to rewind it back to the beginning to <laughs> you didn't spoil it for the next person. VHS is so old for me. I know what a VHS is, but I don't know what VHS stands for. That's that's about where I sit uh, in that. Yeah, I'm going to be video, honest. I'm not 100% sure what it stands for at all. Video, I'm sure is yeah, the first certainly. one. <laughs> yeah. H, I don't know where the H would be. Okay, anyways. Uh, I don't know. You know, you're going to write down notes. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I didn't know know why they're called floppy. Because they were disk were (laughs) not floppy. I think it was because of the, like, it was a data tape on the inside. Like, actual tape. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like a film, so it was kind of floppy. If I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. I did break one as a kid. <laughs> Had broke that shit open. Like, what's in this? Well, you know, I mean, it was like, to be fair <laughs> to myself, this was, you know, we'd get a nice new CD drive and we didn't need floppy disks anymore. So my dad kept some really important ones that he would use for, like, computer repair and things like that. Mm. Only the important yeah, ones. Yeah, <laughs> and then the rest of them got put into a huge box that was just like, mm, whatever you want with them. And, uh, yeah, I broke my fair share. Gotcha. So, uh, 
Oh, yeah. Gonna be writing down notes. Speaking of productive. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if there's something in here that, that helps that. Uh, oh, yes. Side conversations uh, do uh, are unproductive for a session zero. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, this is a podcast, not a session zero. Otherwise, we'd be doing an oopsie here. Uh, <laughs> but other things that make a session zero productive... Uh, respecting everyone's opinions. If someone says "be kind" and rewind, and you don't get the reference, then you know maybe just help <laughs> them out and, and laugh a little. <laughs> <laughs> They're really uh, going out on a limb there. Just laugh and play along. <laughs> yeah, and then you can criticize them after over a nice game of Jackbox. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much of a dinosaur they are. <sighs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like dinosaur. The, I was like, I mean, that would make that would make me a dinosaur. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Thomas. Anyways, it, yeah. People that are 18 years old this year were born in 2015 or five. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> no, I yeah, I like to think of it that people who are born, people who are 24, are were born in the year 2000, and even though that's only a little bit. Uh, younger than me. That's still crazy to think yeah. that. Like, wait, you were born in the different millennium. Like, <laughs> yeah, for me, it was my younger cousins getting a license and me being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, yeah, I got my license yesterday or like a year ago, <laughs> and you're just like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> what? What, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we, yeah, yeah. So you forget over time, you because like your life, your past feels so much shorter than it actually was. Oh yeah. But then as you get older, your future, like your present, starts to get like as you get more of it. Like when you were eighteen, like All for right. example, the people we're starting to get onto the philosophy podcast again. <laughs> people who were who were thirty six, it was like I was eighteen, eighteen years ago. Yeah. I've lived two 18-year-old lives. That's that's the crazy shit. Okay. But uh, we do want to take turns talking on the same topic. And, oh, the same topic. We kind of we kind of talked on the same topic there, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, might as well. And if not, you know, another thing that makes a productive session zero is letting everybody talk. That way everybody gets a turn. Yeah. And even if it's someone who uh, you know is going to say some stupid, like, shit or... <laughs> or they're going to joke or something like that, like, that's okay. Uh, you still want them to uh, talk to. You don't want to exclude anyone. Uh, make sure that at the end of that session zero, you are all in agreement. And if you're not in agreement, that you worked together and you found a, co- a solid compromise. Yeah. Because if someone says, I want to kill people, and someone says, I don't want to kill people, then they're going to be like, well, fuck, how are we going to do this game? And then the way you you know, you know compromise and eventually you get to the conclusion that, okay, you don't have to kill people, but don't stop me from killing people, you know? Right. And then, yeah. Yeah, you and you know, and, as they say, a good, healthy sign of a compromise, I don't know about healthy, I just kind of threw that word in there, is that both sides are not happy with it. <laughs> that's, I think that... uh that is a, a a good thing because I the way I've thought about compromise is always just like yeah I mean I, if it doesn't benefit me I'm just not doing it so yeah, <laughs> do whatever you I want the point of the saying is that there's always going to be that line of contention where you're like well I don't like that but I do want this 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and ultimately, if you guys can't come to a compromise on something, like let's say the same scenario where it's like, I want to kill people, I don't want to kill people, and someone's like, oh, well, can you uh, both play in the same world? And then they're like, no. I want all of us to kill people. And the person's like, no, I don't want any of us to kill people. <laughs> and then if they if, if that's the, the foot they stand on, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, a little sus, um, then, like, look, you know, it's not the right group. You're, you guys are not going to be fit to keep playing or do a different session. Now, a lot of people will just be like, oh, we have disagreements, but we're going to keep playing. You can. Uh, but just when that shit happens... You can't be upset because you guys all, uh, you know, you guys didn't come to an agreement, so it's going to come up. But let's say you all do come to an agreement, uh, or I mean, if you left this group, let's for example, and then you went to a different group at a different session zero, then, um, you know, you'll find, you'll, it'll help you find the table that's right for you. Yeah. So I think another thing when you had said, uh, you know, if you can't come to one, don't play. I think that also might just kind of apply to a session zero as a whole. You know what I mean? If you can't take the time out of your schedule to make a session zero, chances are you're not going to be able to do it consistently enough to really uh, enjoy a campaign. So perhaps it's best that you focus on whatever is in your life that's causing you to have so much, uh, you know, erratic time schedule or, you know, whatever it is you've got going on and handle that before you play make-believe. Yeah. And uh, when you will, I mean, you are trying to play a game, but uh, you do have to be real with people and be like, look, I don't like these things. I don't feel this way. I don't right. want to do that. And then you as a, you know, their friends have to be respectful of that. And, uh, you know, work together in a, in a team we actually have a past episode i actually believe it's just like what did we call it it wasn't it was uh wow what was it what was our first episode <laughs> player prep yeah the player prep uh talks talks more about that uh but here in this uh episode a easy way to get um all on the same page relatively quickly even kind of before the session zero is to have a consent checklist there's yeah. a lot of they're called safety tools there's a lot of safety tools in on the internet and there's a lot of different ways and methods and systems uh typically you won't really need many of those if you have a good session zero because you know you all understand the lines not to cross but it, it it couldn't hurt you know especially if someone is really sensitive about some things it might be good to look online for more research or more things on like safety tools but what uh what we recommend is having a consent checklist that way uh everyone can fill it out everyone can review everyone's stuff on it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh you know you know you know you yeah. don't have to ask them you don't have to talk about it they're just like hey look i don't like this thing and then you know yeah and this is a great tool for a dm to kind of know where the lines are you know what lines you can kind of get close to but can't cross and which lines you can cross and people aren't gonna be you know upset offended and all around unhappy so uh we personally use 
the Monty Cook Games consent checklist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you type that in, you'll find it. But uh, I do have a link here. Uh, so get your keyboard warrior fingers ready. Well, uh, I think I can be... actually add that into the description. Oh, shit. Then, yeah, that's fine. It's HTTPS, <laughs> semicolon, forward slash, forward slash, www.montecookgames dot com slash S-T-O-R-E slash P-R-O-D-U-C-T slash C-O-N-S-E-N-T dash I-N dash G-A-M-I-N-G forward slash. You're going to have to do it all again, man. Those are hyphens, not dashes. No, no, no. It's H-T-T-P... <laughs> someone just clicked off our video. Yeah, someone did not like that. <laughs> someone said fuck this shit (laughs) okay well look hey as a matter of fact uh speaking of unproductive let's talk more about unproductive stuff with session zero like what makes one unproductive right uh so you know we said before i think uh, you know side conversations you don't you want to be focusing (laughs) you want to be focusing on the session zero uh and obviously kind of the inverse of the things that make a positive session do apply here as well. So, you know, not taking, you know, you take notes for a good uh, session zero. And if you're not taking notes, then it's it's not going to be too too good or you're going to have that, you're going to have a lower chance at it being good. Yeah, I think it's more guess, of a, you won't remember what yeah. went on and that might lead to future faux pas or just, you know, some issues around the table. It's and and this is true from experience because I know we've had session zeros, but and they they're even decent, they're good, you know. But uh, like you, you play for like a year or two years, and then suddenly you're like, "What was our yeah. session zero rules?" It's like I don't I don't fucking know, yeah, but we've never had know, a problem. You get pulled off to the side, or you get a message from somebody saying, "Hey, so you know when you did this, I didn't like that," and like as a matter of fact, we talked about this, and it's like talked about it <laughs> we talk <laughs> when did that happen uh i don't know you <laughs> so uh you're also gonna want to pay attention uh simply because you know if you just look at someone dead in the face and not hearing them <laughs> at all you're obviously just you're not there for a session zero and then you know you're not going to be a good friend doing that yep uh and obviously if you're busy with something you know it's that's okay people might understand yeah i gotta take my dog out or whatever sure yeah i mean small things come up you know bathroom breaks and whatnot but uh another thing would be just kind of over talking and interrupting like i just did to you (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha ha fuck you stop talking have you (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, and just like uh, Thomas did there, you don't, you know, if you have an unproductive session zero, you're going to probably not be receiving feedback humbly, you know? Yeah, so, for example, Ethan's a fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Keep ragging on me like a motherfucking... Uh, the, uh, I, I did it too. This, this, the, the funny thing is I, I recognize I was also doing that shit. <laughs> Speaking of things that weren't productive. Uh, so when you get, I don't want to say shit on, but if someone 
gives you feedback and tells you, "Hey, I don't like how you're such a murder hobo." Mm-hmm. And you say, and then you, so in response, you murder them. Uh, yeah, you, say, you would not be receiving. Care. You would not be receiving that feedback in a very humble way, and you want to do that because you know, humble yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't no one above criticism. Uh, and also on that note, if, if you are just, let's just lump it all together as just assume you're a real shit of a person. Uh, if you have a, your way or the highway mentality, you know, being, not being able to compromise or come to agreement or the, you know, there's a lot of main character syndrome in the TTRPGs. I, you know, I get it. I've seen it. I've been it. I've lived it. Uh, but the, uh, that will not work for your session zero. Yeah. Uh, you're here to compromise, communicate, and share. And it, what you are just doing is just like hoarding the way things are going to be for yourself. And, you know, that's selfish as shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think another one would be probably just leaving early, you know, unless there's like an emergency or something like really important came up, uh, you know, because things do happen. But I feel like in a session zero, a lot of the later end things is some of the more important things because people are either a too uh, shy or intimidated or whatever to bring it up in the beginning and you know by the end everybody's kind of loose and having a good time and you know everybody's kind of figured out most of where the boundaries are and uh, you know a lot of last minute things will come up right at the end and uh, it's really important to hear everything yeah, and it, that's why you also take notes because if you don't hear everything, that's okay. You can reference the document. Yeah. Uh, the more people take the notes, the better. Obviously, you just have one person do it, but you know that's neither here or there. So now you know what makes a session productive, uh, what you need to be prepared for, why it's important, and uh, also what makes the unproductive session zero. Uh, what is the makeup of it? Uh, how do you approach having one mm-hmm. once you all meet up? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's some, some good questions there. So I think, you know, for the most part, I think this is a pretty general thing, but this is ultimately what it's about is establishing what everyone's going to be trying to get out of the game that, you know, they're supposed to be putting in a fair amount of time to over the next however long it takes to finish the campaign or you know whatever happens happens Um, yeah if yeah you want to establish that first it's going to kind of feed through the entire uh session not just session zero but the all of your sessions all throughout you know let everyone know what you're looking to get out of the game if you want to play a sci-fi that's really important to to know yeah. and establish for a bunch of people who might want to have played like medieval fantasy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you know the the first thing you want to do is establish that. Uh, once everyone has done that, you can start running through just examples and topics, just like you know how you feel about you know politics how do you feel about us addressing like war uh and then run through some examples like hey if this happened and so and so stole from you how would you feel and then you want to get that those kind of responses from every person you know some people will be okay with those things and some people won't and i think uh you know you should make sure to get that consent form done 
before the session zero. That way, the uh, the DM and everybody kind of knows already that a lot of the things that might come up as examples or topics where people might be, you know, uh, feel is inappropriate in the game, that will already have been talked about and figured out. So you can kind of mainly keep it to things that are going to happen, you know, inter-group, and then, you know, maybe get some examples in of how the world might react to, you know, uh, a murder, or, you know, if magic is highly regulated, talk to them about what might happen if, you know, you cast spells in a town. Yeah, and then once you've got that all, like, written down, uh, you can then work on establishing a agreed-upon time for the actual session. Yeah. Uh, along with some rules and expectations for those absences. Because, you know, ultimately everyone here is committing their time and energy to the game. So no one should be wasting that by not showing up with no forewarning unless it's an emergency. Like... I don't know how hard it is. Uh, you know, pe- people have various degrees of busy lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to think my life is a little busy. Not super busy, to be fair, but a little busy. Um, it's no problem to me to send one message in one group chat and just say, hey, I'm going to be late. Or, you know, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it this session. Yep. It, it, especially if, like, you know... You find out Monday, you're not going to be able to be there for your session on Saturday. You have seven days to just be like, hey, I won't be able to be there Saturday. And for me, I I figured the best time to do this on Monday. But I found a lot of people um, (laughs) just don't say anything and wait till you call and be like, hey, why aren't you here for the session? We're all here and ready. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to be there this session. Like, what? I think everybody who's DM'd has been able to experience that one i think that's a pretty regular thing and you know the main conflict of these things is that like if it's not fun for a player they're just like why am i going to commit to being so on time and why am i going to commit to and you know you'll have to work on that but like like, i get why it happens uh but i mean life happens you know things you know right should happen things change uh, yeah you know especially if you're playing with five six other people you know it it might be i don't know it could be seen as rude or disrespectful to just kind of not say anything and then everybody gets together and it's like okay well we can't really play (laughs) i could have gone to the movies yeah i could have done done anything else but no, but I didn't because I wanted to be here forever. Right. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so you're gonna want to work on finding uh, the balance with all those uh, rules and expectations. You know, from you know when you're gonna do it and examples of things to do and things not to do. <laughs> uh, but you know, after that, just you probably just uh, some people may not know what they want and don't want, and so the only way to figure that out is to just get a general opinion from everyone on everything that you're going to have in your game. If there's going to be politics and a player doesn't really know how they feel about politics, then you should just go around the table and be like, hey, what does everyone think about us having politics in the thing? Yeah. And then they're gonna, that's going to help them uh, understand better whether or not they would be okay with it. Yep, yep. I mean, just take your time, go around the table, make sure everybody gets to say something. That way they, you know, everybody's views are represented. 
Um, I think this also goes doubly so for table rules and homebrew rules, especially. Um, you know, table rules are important because not everybody is going to follow the exact same table rules. You know, it might be important to say, hey, you know, uh, I know we're playing 5e and this is an optional thing, but I like to play with flanking. Uh, or, you know, other rules, you know, maybe somebody wants to play with gritty realism. Uh, those types of things, yeah. And then there's the homebrew, where I think most of that's going to typically come down to whether the DM approves or not. But it's a great time to you know, bring that up to him or her and say, hey, you know, uh, is this something that you think might, you know, do well in the game or benefit, you know, all of us? Yeah. Uh, it's better to do that before than right when it happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of okay depending on the table you're at, but it does hold up the session when you're like, hey, okay, before I heal this guy, I just wanted to know, um, are we getting back up on natural 20s? Are, you know, how, how are you doing unconscious rules? Uh, how much can I do bonus action healing potion? You know, like, this is stuff that could have been addressed before mm -hmm. and no reason to affect your actual game when you could figure it out, you know, before. So, um, you are going to come across this but there are going to be topics that people don't want to talk about like for me personally like i understand that uh players like to have like inter-character romance and like romance with npcs or other player characters like i get that someone wants to role play and they want to play a realistic it's what my character would do <laughs> sort of scenario uh but like i will never do that i'm not i'm not like i don't like it I can, I can understand NPC on NPC romance. Like, you know, like, oh, this is a... You go to the house of a husband and his wife. You know, I get that. Uh, and even some pre-established romance where, like, a character has a wife, mm -hmm. whether that is an NPC or another player, like, pre predisposed. But, like, um, you know, it's not that I have a... That it's wrong. It's just that I just, you know, yeah. don't want it yeah the way i look at it is like it. i want to pretend to swing a great axe or cast magic and stuff if i just wanted to talk to girls i'd just go talk to girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like uh, you can have damn, romance the, well, the fuck well, I mean, is you can have romance confidence on even here uh, i just go be a real cool dude and who wants to be a cool hot charismatic dude in the D &D. i'll just do that in yeah, real yeah. life Sig man. sigma grind set chad touch grass all that yeah um, no, oh, but, I did so much you know, grass. ultimately, <laughs> I feel that, you know, uh, tabletop role-playing games is where you get together with your friends to do things that you can't do in real life. And yeah, relationships like and that type of thing is very capable of happening in real life. And if At least you, more so. And if than you feel like others. it isn't, then you absolutely, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do with your time, but you might find it uh, useful and perhaps even better spent not playing a tabletop role-playing game and working <laughs> on social skills. <laughs> big take on just telling everyone to go touch grass. <laughs> sometimes it's important for people. You know, sometimes people become Someone needs to online. hear this. You know, this is post-COVID times, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, during all of that craziness, people were kind of cooped up and might have lost some, uh, some social skills, but... Nothing stop it from you know people from going out and, and doing it now. Oh, I saw a really cool story today, where it told the story. It was called. It was the video was called, um, like the 
poison from a endless fantasy. And I was like, huh. I always like to think of my life as someone trying to live in a fantasy all the time. Like, you know, make it the, the best. Right, and right. I clicked on it. And, man, it really kind of opened my eyes a little bit on the scenario. <laughs> because it was... I don't want to get into the whole story, but you, that's what the video is called, so you could just look it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably what just somebody who took it too far. Well, yeah, because like getting comfortable in like uh, consuming like media content, mm-hmm. just like just you know just watching things and shit like that. Now, to be fair, I I like rarely watch TV, mm-hmm. and that, uh, uh, but I know there's people who come home and all they do is they're on their phone. They're on the computer, they're on the games, they're on TV. That's it. You know? That's it. Every day. Every day of the rest of their lives. That's it. <laughs> we, instead of, like, going home and, like, doing productive things, obviously, I'm I'm not a super productive person. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I was like, damn, that is true. I do not be going outside doing things <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately everybody plays this game for an escape. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it is. You escape reality to play in a, in a world where it feels a bit more controlled and things are more, uh, you know, in uh, well, just in control, I guess. And right, you know, it, it's you don't want to get stuck in. Yeah, it. that's not life, unfortunately. As much as it would be really awesome to every now and again just roll that nat twenty and you know get to hoss it up for the day, but you know, it it just doesn't work that way all the time. And uh, you shouldn't neglect your own life that you have to live in the real world to do more and uh, in in a imagined fake world. And you can always marry the two in a way. You know, if you like football, and, and then you had to choose between playing football and video games or playing football in real life. I mean. You can work on a compromise between the two. You don't mm-hmm. have to choose one or the other. Uh, and the good news with a TTRPG is that it's actually really easy to, like, let's say you want to play football in a tabletop. Well, you can. Yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of the TTRPG. So this also goes to say that you do want to discuss your interest and general themes of the game you're playing. So if you said, hey, I like sports, I want there to be a lot of sports, Mm -hmm. you're going to want that to be known at the beginning. We have some examples like, uh, you know, trade, war, law, crime, which is kind of like law, upheaval, militaries, disasters, etc., etc. The Monty Cook checklist also has a lot of those on there, Mm -hmm. which are... Not necessarily things that are negative, uh, but if you're positive on those things, you are also in a way specifying what you are and aren't okay with, and that's something you would or what you need to do at a session zero, is you want to clarify specifics. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get someone... If you said, like, hey, how do you feel about this? And they said, ah, and that was it. It's like, no, 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 I need to know what, <laughs> how you feel about this. I, I We can't just wait for you to decide in the moment right uh yeah yeah um you know with all of those the trade war law all of those things i like to hand those out to players uh at the very beginning of the session session zero and allow them to just kind of figure that out throughout the night of that session or day whatever you know whenever you play can't you know you don't have to play just at night um (laughs) but 
it always is interesting to see because, you know, you might find that everybody ranks military dead last, you know? So, well, you know, all of that arc I had thought up, throw it all out the window. Now I can think of something else that is going to fit better. War. Shit. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually think a lot of reasons for, like, military or war, like, kind of stuff is that it's really hard to have the DM play this, like, conglomerate faction that is interwoven throughout society. Like, because, you know, your rank in the military also gives you some sway outside of the military. Right. You know? So, like, even though... So you have to kind of, like, how did how does this town think about, you know, people in the army or people who are captains or generals or... You, know, you got to think about that for everyone. So uh it's like a big thing and then when you're doing war like big fucking battles and shit that shit's yep. hard to and then there's the that shit's hard of the war and <laughs> so i i do plan on having some rules i want to find i saw some videos of people being like how to how to run big battles mm-hmm. really easily and i was like i want that <laughs> i want to put that in there i think it almost so, always boils down to at least the things i've seen is just run things in huge groups you know almost like a horde of monsters right and right i just i don't like that method because it doesn't feel it feels like all it does is streamline down the amount of rolls i gotta make rather than streamline the length of the fight. the fight um the i've seen the way i've seen some other people do it is they give the players large groups and hordes to control mm. And they themselves are capable as, like, special units of taking out their own groups or hordes. Okay. And then that way you can have them, like, roll an action to direct a large section of the army to attack this flank and shit like that. Uh, I'm not 100% on it. I'd have to look it up to, to find out some more about it. Brennan did it in one of his uh, Dimension 20 stuff. He had he had a actual... Yeah. <laughs> he had the... Uh, uh, he had like a little war thing play out, and he and it was it was really interesting. A lot of people got upset though because, you know, not every TTRPG is like, and when I say everyone, I mean the players at the table. They uh, because <laughs> not every tabletop system is uh, good for those things. And, uh, yeah. So it was, there was like some com- confusion. Anyways, uh, now that you know all these things. Uh, I guess we could just summarize it up by just kind of going over how a session zero will impact your game. Now, obviously, it's important, and we're advocating for it, and we're making a whole episode for it, uh, but it's good for you to know how this is going to impact your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing it's going to do is if you're the DM, you're going to have a better understanding of what your players want. And obviously, as the DM... Uh, the game does get easier <laughs> when you know what your players oh, want. Oh yeah. If you if you're trying to pre- yeah, if you're trying to prepare a session and you know all all of your players uh are like we want to play a lot of combat and then you go to make the session the, the the session you're just like damn, what should I put in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I wonder. Let's pack it in with the role play. <laughs> right. And then just fucking <laughs> Why aren't you guys <laughs> having fun? Where's your When smile? me and my players uh, uh, start the session, we just roll initiative at the beginning. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, that, that might be fun for some people. But I think also what's good about, like, the session zero for your game as a player is it helps your DM tailor the game to the expectations that you and all your friends set during the session zero. And ultimately, 
you know, it makes it easier for the DM, and it makes it better for you, the players, because you get to do things that actually intrigue you. You also know that, like, if you talk in the session zero and you tell your DM, I really want to go explore big giant castles, and then you as a player, you're playing through things, and you see the DM is like, you come across a big giant castle in the distance. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go explore that. This and is my all- time. <laughs> yeah, this is my time. Except you play it like a barbarian <laughs> for some reason. Uh, <laughs> instead of like a ranger or some shit. Uh so, uh, w- once you both have that process going in, we can get back to, ultimately, what it's about. You know, you're going to be with your friends. You all are going to have fun. No one's going to have something un- uncomfortable happen to them. Everyone's going to have fun. And that's, ba- you know, if you're not having fun, they're just not going to show up anymore. But, uh... If uh, they are having fun, you're you're all gonna have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the whole point of this is to have fun with your friends playing this game that allows you to escape reality for the moment. And uh, yeah, I think uh, a session zero is almost tantamount to being able to have the most enjoyment out of whatever campaign or session or you know whatever game you decide to play. I'm trying to remember the those sessions where I wouldn't have a session zero and it's just you I can think back to like all the problems that would happen in the session that I was unaware were even problems like how easily those could have been solved by a session by just asking someone hey man uh why are you doing this? Or like, <laughs> hey man, why do you like this so much? Why do you like doing that? Other people don't. You know, just having that heart to heart with your friends. I mean, you know, you're all trying to do the same thing and have fun together. So it's like, why, why wouldn't you? But a lot of people, not not in a negative way, but a lot of people just, they just don't think about it. They think it's you know, you just, it's just a game. It's like playing Monopoly. I don't yeah. need to ask my friends what topics about. But, you know, D&D is different. Well, I think a lot of it is, you know, how we've talked about before, where it kind of is this weird medium of it's almost a video game, but it's not. It could be anything. You know, a lot of stuff can happen. Yeah, and even if you're playing a video game with your friends, how often are you going to sit down and say, hey, this is how I want to play the game, and da-da-da-da, you know? That doesn't happen. You just play the game. So I think a lot of it is mostly just ignorance on people's part uh, because they yeah, just fucking don't. idiots. <laughs> I mean, that's not what ignorance means, but <laughs> you know, I, it, they just don't know about a session zero. I remember the first time I ever heard the concept. You know, it was like a light bulb moment. It's like, fuck, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, it's also this. I guess we've sort of been talking here with the assumption that you are doing a session zero with your friends. Uh, this just goes to say, if you're having a, a, uh, a game where no one is friends and everyone's strangers, uh, this becomes even more paramount to that. Like, you need a session zero. You don't know these people. So you might say something the other person will find very offensive and could lead to a lot of fucking drama. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta know 
what those people are doing, how they feel, what they're looking to do, so that you can make, if you're the, the DM, you can make them as comfortable having as much fun as possible. And then you want to, you know, it won't matter if they're strangers because you had the session zero. And and actually, you know, it's a good way to get to know these people. And who knows, they might become your friends now because you took the time to find out, you know, what what they respect and what they don't. Yep. And I think the last two things that I have is uh, if you haven't, if you're already in the middle of a campaign and you didn't do a session zero, there's no reason you can't take the next session and just do a session zero then. And to compound onto that, I find that it's pretty good to do, uh, and by pretty good, I mean I've always found good results with this, of having almost a mid-campaign session zero. Where yeah, like a can, halfway point yeah, to check you can up kind on of people. check in and brush up on things. Hey, you know, guys, there was these uh, rules that we talked about that, you know, I find that we're not really sticking to them as much anymore as time has gone on. Do you guys want to relax those or should we, you know, get back to it? It uh, It's always good. You know, uh, we have the Google Docs for our session zero. And because it's shared with everyone, anyone can go in there and update it at any time. So if you have some players that have been like, hey, before I said I was okay with this, I'm not okay with this. Well, now they can actually go in there and update it. I didn't think about that. Um, uh, There's another thing about... Oh, yeah. You can also um, have a session zero as, like, the final session of your campaign, like a campaign wrap-up. Yeah, a recap episode. (laughs) Of like, hey, yeah, like over the course of this campaign, you know, uh, do you know confidently? Because here's the thing. If you're doing a level 1 to 20 campaign, depending on your DM, it could take, uh, like, fucking, for me, shit, it's like, what, been two years and we're still playing on the same same campaign? Yeah, yeah, I did a a level 1 to 20, and uh, we've been playing that for about almost two years now. So and, uh, yeah, you're gonna slow. get to know these people, and having those recaps is gonna be crazy. To be like, you know, two years, like, ah, uh, just on that. <laughs> yep, gotta progress that plot quicker. <laughs> I mean, I, because I, you'll watch like a Dimension Twenty episode, and uh, that they spend, I think it's like. 10 about 10 episodes maybe 20 episodes on one campaign but mm-hmm. they filmed that all within the the span of like two or three months and first off that's crazy that many sessions in that many months <laughs> but uh if well, you had those, like 60 hours it. yeah it's like 60 hours total uh compared to someone who's still on the plot two years later that's uh 24 times four that's uh 48 times another four <laughs> that's about, about around 320 hours <laughs> and you're still not done uh this is this is going to become a whole episode right now <laughs> we're just going to start talking <laughs> about uh pacing in like a, a a setting or a campaign uh just as a quick uh reminder to everyone uh we do have social media we do have, you know, the Reddit, the we got the Discord, we got the Twitter. Uh, what else we got? We got that blog. Uh, still we got nothing on it, yeah. Yet, but we we have the blog uh, set up. 
um, we're just now trying to figure out the framework of how we're going to kind of approach that. And uh, who knows, if you uh, have anything interesting you want us to talk about on the blog, uh, you can also you know reach out to us at teraxcon at gmail.com or at any of these social media places. And uh, we'd love to see your questions, comments, concerns, and problems, and see if uh, we can probably address it on a future episode or a blog uh, here on Teraxicon. Yep, because rest assured, if you're having that problem, there's other people that have that problem too. And even if you're the, even if you're just the only person having this specific problem, I'd love to hear about it because uh, yeah, it I'd sounds like, interesting. I like, yeah, <laughs> like racking my brain and be like, hmm, how would you find a solution to that problem? With that being said, thank you for taking a mystical dive into our tabletop lexicon. Join us in the future as we embark on the next episode of Taraxicon.